wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes! 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 For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Stupid idiot. Shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Party's over, Grandpa. Kane was there! Kane was there too! Yeah! No enhancement needed. This ain't Monday Night Raw! This fight's right! It's Wrestle Rant Radio. What's going on, guys, and welcome back to Wrestle Rant Radio for Thursday, October 17th, 2019. I am Graham G.S. Matthews. Hope you guys are doing well. And I believe for the first time ever, I will be joined for the second straight consecutive week by the one and only the amazing Alexis DiGiacomo. So welcome back to Wrestle Rant Radio, Alexis. Hi, I don't think this is the first time that's ever happened before. I can't think of another time you've been on the show two consecutive weeks, but welcome back nonetheless. Oh, well, thank you for having me. If you would like to prove me wrong, then go right ahead and do so. But you're talking to the master here, and I have a memory like no other. Yeah, I know. Exactly. We we know. I asked him one time, I said, what you have... A year ago for today dinner. for dinner, and he recalled and remembered the exact same thing, and it made me angry. Don't dispute my memory, <laughs> all right? Don't dispute the facts, my friend, but... Undisputed. Kyle O'Reilly in the video game has the little, you know, like, he plays the title belt like a guitar. People were pissed they didn't have that last year. He has it this year, though, in the video game. Even though the rest of the game looks like trash, like Asuka has, like... Her hair is like on another... You would have to see the visual. I saw that. You see Solomonster's picture? Yeah. Yeah. It looks pretty bad. I haven't gotten the game in a couple of years, but it looks pretty bad nonetheless. But those are my quick thoughts on WWE 2K20. Um, Wrestle Rant Radio for October 17, 2019. Last week here on the show, if you haven't already checked it out, please do so. Alexis and I hosted the first ever on-the-road edition of Wrestle Rant Radio. Yes, I was driving. No, it really wasn't that safe, but we came out of it in one piece. So, was it a good idea in the end? Probably. I mean, it was a unique (laughs) idea, and it came out really well. So, if you want our on-site report from AEW Dynamite in Boston for October 9th, 2019, go back in the archives and check it out from last week. But this week, we're going from the AEW front over to the WWE. We're talking about the WWE Draft 2019, recapping the Raw and SmackDown picks from Night 1, Night 2's, Three and four and five, including the supplemental picks on the website and the trades and all this other shit. Here's hoping it doesn't go on as long as the fucking um, Superstar Shakeup did earlier this year, which lasted all of three weeks. But we're going to be breaking down every single pick, every round in the WWE draft, the good, the bad, and the ugly of this year's roster shakeup, or the second roster shakeup of the year, nonetheless. And maybe at the end, we'll share some quick thoughts on NXT versus AEW last night, which we had the chance to watch from the. Um, comfort of our own homes this week, unlike last week where we watched AEW Dynamite live in the building, two very good shows on USA and TNT, respectively, on Wednesday. But before we go any further, if you want to check out new episodes of Wrestle Rant Radio, you could do so in a variety of different places. New episodes every single Thursdays, not only on NextAirWrestling.net, but also on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean. We're on Google Play. Um, we're on... Everywhere, we're on uh, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, we're all over the place. Excuse me? Aren't you on Spotify? Yeah, I said Spotify, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn oh, Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Podbean, my God, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, <laughs> we're all over the place. So. I checked out for a second. 
Goodness gracious. We're all over the place is the point that I'm trying to make here. And if you want to leave a review, please do so on iTunes. That's the most popular platform. But the other ones work as well. Just as fine. Um, you can find me on the socials on Graham or on Graham GSM Matthews on Twitter at WrestleRant, Facebook at Facebook.com backslash Graham.GSM.Matthews and on Instagram as well at Instagram Mermina. Insta, Instagram Mermina is my username. I keep forgetting that. Mm-hmm. But uh, where can the people find you before we go any further? Twitter machine? Uh, I think it's just Lex to Jackmo, right? Yeah, you have like five different handles between all of your social media, so. I know. It's very confusing. All, it's it's very hard to find. It's very Jack hard Mo. to find. I just posted a picture of um my version of the Joker after the movie came out. You posted it. I did. Check it out. Yeah, it's just at, kidding, uh, already saw. at Alexis to Jackmo. You already saw it? Yeah. You showed me last night. Oh, I thought you said you saw the post. No, that's what I'm saying. I didn't see the post, but I saw the finished product while we were watching NXT or Dynamite last night. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because we were watching until midnight, so I saw it when we yeah, were done. Yeah, it took a long time. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to do another thing right now from another movie, but check it out. Quick thoughts on The Joker from a couple weeks ago. We saw opening weekend. Best movie I've seen all year. Really? Yeah, a- absolutely. Maybe even the best movie I've seen for the past two years. Wow. It was an amazing movie. I, I need to get it on DVD. It needs to win an Oscar. Like, it was so good. Five stars. You need to go check out... There was a skit on SNL last week that Chris actually sent me. It was a spoof of the Joker trailer. Have you seen the Joker trailer? Probably not. It came out months ago. I probably showed it to you. Yeah. But they did a spoof of the Joker trailer... But with except, you know, aside, you know, except for the Joker being in the main featured role, it's Oscar the Grouch from Sesame Street. And it's amazingly well done. It's like the Joker, like, you know how the Joker, where he lives, it's like a shithole in Gotham? It's Sesame Street and it's all run down and Big Bird's like a fucking stripper or some shit. Like, (laughs) it's really well done. But, uh, yeah, it was an amazing movie. Do you still have any intentions to see it for a second time or not? I would absolutely see it again. I thought you wanted to with your brother. I, I don't know. I forgot. Wow. Has he already forgotten that he wants to go see it? I think so. He probably has. It's been two weeks I, already. I don't think anyone, like, when when you and I want to do something, like, we do it within the next week or two. Like, well, he saw Avengers with us right off the bat. He saw it twice within 24 hours like we did. Yeah. So, that's a good sign, but he doesn't feel that passion and leave out the Joker, apparently. It, it might just be because he's busy, but I don't know. I mean, I would totally see it a second time. It was so good. Yeah, it was a great movie. Yeah. So, we'll see. Joker, also quick thoughts. We never really got a chance to talk about this, but real quickly before we go any further into the WWE Draft 2019 recap, thoughts on the third season of GLOW? Because we talked about the second season of GLOW last year. Uh, I didn't like it. I was not a fan of it. It was not bad, but it was not nearly as strong as the first two seasons of the show. Well, because the problem was, we already talked about this, it was like way too inappropriate. Like, it went a totally different way than the show originally was intending on going. Like, it was inappropriate for the sake of being inappropriate. Yeah, exactly. It wanted to be out there just for being out there and being different. It was way too inappropriate. Like, we couldn't even watch it with anybody else around. And that's how you know, like, it's that's a bad sign. Like, don't watch the show. But it, it was good. Like, I mean, aside from that, I guess. Well, yeah, they had some good storylines and compelling character plot points and stuff like that. But aside from... The obvious characters, like, I really like what they did for the most part with Ruth and with, um, I keep on forgetting his name, Mark Maron's character, the direct, Sam. I liked what they did with Sam and, yeah, Sam. Sam and Ruth. But aside from that, no one else really felt endearing to me on this episode, on this season of GLOW. No, I didn't care about anyone. For the most part. 
they had the the lesbian couple who were the the chick who played the like racist Indian character for the yeah. first season or two. Mm-hmm. She was in a relationship with the I think the newer girl. I think mm-hmm. she was added in season two. I don't think she was in the original season. I don't think she was. The other girl, the Hispanic girl. I don't know if she was in the original season. I don't think she was. It's I think she was added. She was in like the very end of it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. One of the two. But um, you know, they they kind of had some they had their ups and downs and didn't really send the greatest message overall. They kind of have to change who you are for whoever you like, which was kind of a weird well, thing. I know. It's just the way she went about it. She was like Spoilers, by the way. She was like, "You have to be a lesbian in order to be my girlfriend. You can't just be in love with me." Like Fuck you. Yeah, it was it was very strange. Like that makes no sense. As there, long as you love her, what's the big deal? Lot of lot of gay messages. This was a big gay heavy season, which is why it's not that's not a reason why it was bad, but there was a lot of lessons learned or attempted to be taught as far as that stuff goes with that story and then with Bash, who we found out at the end of the season, which should have been evident from episode 1 season 1 mm-hmm. that the guy was gay and that he's not actually in love with Rhonda. Which is weird because he... I would have to go back and watch the end of season two where he professed his love for Rhonda where they got married. Um, and she married him just because... She needed know, a green card Needed a green card to stay in the country. And he did it because he actually, I think, liked her. Unless he was pretending to like her just so he didn't come off, come off as gay. Again, you can kind of tell in the body language and how he says things and if he actually means it. So we would have to go back and check that out to see if that was, you know, evident at that point because you just don't become gay out of nowhere. That guy has obviously been gay the entire he, time. He either didn't realize that he was gay and thought that, he thought that maybe his feelings for Rhonda were love instead of maybe friendship or something like that because he did have a really close friendship with the other girl that knew all about wrestling. Yeah, the big Machu Picchu. Yeah, he was like really good friends with her. So maybe he confused those same feelings with Rhonda for like love just because Rhonda maybe was prettier to him or something. Yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe but it he was, didn't realize that he... The gay thing know. just came completely out of nowhere. I mean, he comes across that way through his mannerisms and whatnot for most of the show. Mm. But it's not like he was teasing being in... I mean, there's no other guys on the show, I guess. I'm not really sure how they would have gone about that. But I don't know. It felt kind of random. And then you had, they had the gay bar in the show with the, uh, the cross dresser who was actually a very good character. Oh my God. Yeah. Bobby Brown. I think his name was. He was cool. He was cool. But then, yeah, he was, he was in like for the better part of the season because he tried to be a part of the glow cast and then Bash turned him down. Maybe, maybe that had to do with it. Maybe it was the whole. I think so that, yeah, now that I'm thinking about that, definitely like, because because it was really I know, random. I know people that are gay that hate other gay people or don't like other gay people just because they're frustrated with themselves. So maybe... He was very hesitant to, to say no, too. It's not like he said no. I mean, he did say no, but he said it in a way where he kind of regretted what he, what he was saying because he didn't really believe it. When he said, no, you can't be a part of her He act. sounded both like, I'm supposed to be mad at you and annoyed at you because of who you are, but I'm also not. It was kind of a really cool way that, that he said that. It was interesting. So <clears throat> it, was, it was a good season, just not nearly as strong as the first and second season. And for the first time in the show's history, after season one, I couldn't wait to I couldn't wait for season two. After season two, I couldn't wait for season three. Season four is already announced. I don't really know what to expect from it, and I'm not overly excited for it. I'm sure they'll do a good job with it. And the lack of wrestling in this season wasn't really what bothered me. That doesn't really matter to me on a show like Glow. That's not really about the wrestling anyway. It was more about the, again, the character development for a lot of these women. A lot of the women didn't really 
change, and a lot of them kind of felt like they stayed the same for the most part, which was also kind of strange. Um, but you also had, you know, that ending that I was not a big fan of. I know you weren't either. Again, spoilers, if you haven't already checked it out, but the season's been on Netflix now for like two and a half months, so if you haven't already checked it out, that's your issue. But um, And we're a little late to the party here. But you had um, Debbie offering Ruth a director spot on her show after she stole the TV deal out from her um, like boyfriend or lover's feet, whatever it was. I don't know what their exact mm-hmm. relationship title was. But she stole his TV deal. She was going to direct this all-new show. I think the new Glow Show or something else. I don't remember. Yeah, they were going to direct the new Glow Show. That's what I, it was. Yeah, I think they were going to do their own version of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. After the Las Vegas act fell through and they yeah. pulled out. Um, and she was going to be offering Ruth to be a director. And she said no because she thought it was just a handout as opposed to her working for the role. And she was offended by the fact that Debbie told her, Debbie told Ruth, that she was never going to make it on her own in acting because she hasn't made it up to this point. That that is some that's something like I would say to one of my friends because listen, if you're an actor, you're not like it's now or never, girl. Like take every chance that you can get because most of the time, most of the time, like what you get when you're a bigger actress is like luck or a handout. So I don't realize I don't understand how fucking stupid you can be to just be like, no, I want to work for it. When are you going to get it then? You're never going to get it. Like, that was so annoying to watch her just whine her way out into the fucking plane on the way home. Like, fuck you. I would have said yes. She, I mean, she who seemed, wouldn't have said yes? Exactly. She seems so excited about it in, in like... Initially, when she initially, was first told about it, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then when Debbie says, oh, like, you haven't made it up to this point, so why not just take this chance? I would have just said, okay, yeah, sure. But she's like, no. What are you saying? Like, you're doubting me. I want to be an actress. Like, fuck you. Seriously, fuck you, baby. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was me? really annoying. Yeah. She was a very unlikable character for most of the season anyway, the whole thing with Sam. Because even prior to that polarizing ending, I would call it, you had her and Sam finally get together, profess their love for one another, which I saw coming from my life. I did not. You thought it was more of a father-daughter relationship, which is e- it's easy to confuse with that because there's it's a, it's a love there, but it's a different kind of love. I, I could tell from the beginning that's where this thing was headed and the boyfriend was just a decoy who we never heard from again after he said he was going to fucking Peru or some shit. And he said he was going to be going away and not coming back and she's technically cheating on him because they never really broke up. It was a really weird ordeal. Mm. And then... The Sam and Ruth thing fell apart that we never got closure on, which is probably intended because we have a fourth season coming out and they want you to look forward to it. You know, they were getting along nicely. They were on the same page. They were about to go out on a date, and I think they kind of did, before taking it to the next level, which is when Sam said, you didn't get the part in my daughter's movie because she didn't want you. Even though I pulled for you and I brought you into the audition because I wanted you for it, he he didn't even tell her, listen, you're not a good actress. You're terrible. You know, I don't want you in the role. He said, which is true, Justine, his daughter, didn't want him for that movie. Even though I tried hard to get you on, I lobbied hard for you, uh, for you to get that role. And, you know, she just didn't want you a part of it. That's not my call. It's her movie. So it's not really my project. Ruth didn't understand that. She freaked out, cried, and left. And we never saw those two again together for the remainder of the season. That, that was so frustrating. Like, what a She's baby. so annoying. Yeah, like, I, I don't get it. If you're an actress, you should not be that fragile to hear news like that. Like, I could only imagine every single time she got a no back from an audition, what she, how she reacted. 
Because, like, if you want to be an actor, too, you can't be that fucking weak. Like, grow a pair. Grow a pair! Honestly. Wow. Grow a pair. I'm just saying. Harsh words of reality for Ruth from Alexis to Giacomo. I went to an acting school. They words were all very wisdom. harsh on me. And I had to get over it the next day. And it was like, Man, it was hard sometimes, but you have to like fucking get the fuck over it. Grow a pair of balls and get over it. She's a fucking baby. Well, yeah. then again, she's never really been likable to begin with because the very first episode she cheated, um, you know, with her, she didn't cheat, but she was sleeping with her best friend's husband. Yeah. So, I mean, again, there's really no reason to like her anyway. She's, I mean, no one in the in the show is completely likable, which is what I like about it. They're all shades of gray. It's not good guy, bad guy, you know, which is completely con- contradictory to the wrestling that they're you know doing in the ring, which is I, I like that aspect of it. It's a bit ironic. But hopefully they can kind of pick back up, um, you know, pick the slack back up in season four because what we've seen so far from the third season, we already finished it, but it wasn't great. And I think there's definitely room for improvement for us season four. But from there, we talk about the WWE Draft for 2019. All the picks have been made. Virtually every free agent has been signed, at least those that were eligible. I will talk about that momentarily. But we did have night one of the WWE Draft on Friday. I liked night one overall. They kind of shit the bed after night two um, in the format and who went where, who went ahead of others. And it was really confusing. And other people were like... You know, a lot of other people weren't a fan of the USA Network and Fox executives, and I say that with air quotes because obviously those those weren't the real executives. You know, celebrating after every pick, which is a nice touch because it made it feel more realistic because that's what you would see in, you know, kind of with the NFL and other, you know, organizations um, to a certain extent, not as over the top as WWE did it. But um, when they were celebrating after landing Natalia and R-Truth and all these other, you know, not undesirable, but not important picks, or like the Lucha House Party, was a little unbelievable. Like Natalia? Unrealistic, If anything, I'd be celebrating that I didn't get Natalia. I know, the fact that she went so soon, I know it was like the fourth round, but still, it was very... She shouldn't even be in it, though. Well, I mean, she has to be eligible, but... No, but I'm saying she shouldn't have even been picked. No, I know, yeah. They had other people, Cesaro didn't get picked after being eligible from Friday night through, you know, Monday morning. He didn't end up getting drafted until Wednesday morning. He was a free agent for five days. He was eligible from Friday night through Wednesday morning. He didn't get snatched up by either brand until Wednesday morning. That is so, like... It makes no sense. That's somebody that truly is somebody that if I was an executive and I found out I had him on my show, I'd be like, hell yeah. That makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. Like, they're only getting excited for what the show wants them to get excited for to paint this dumb picture. Like... No one gives a crap about Cesaro, but Natalia is the most important person in the world. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah, it was. Natalia does not matter. Yeah, there were a lot of small things about the draft that could have been done better. Um, again, the war room thing, I thought it was a nice touch, but the way it was executed wasn't really the greatest. They try to incorporate. They try to incorporate input from uh, Fox and USA Network celebrities. On Fox, they had like the sportscasters talking about it. They kind of outdated the product a little bit. They had that panel at one point that were talking about who they would draft, and three three out of the four of them said Dusty Rhodes, Bruno San Martino, <clears throat> and someone else who's dead, like Yokozuna or something like that, and or Macho Man Randy Savage or something. It kind of outdated the product because it kind of makes today's stars not look as, <clears throat> excuse me, not look as big of a stars as the stars of yesterday, so I thought that mm-hmm. was a little weird. But we kicked out the draft on Friday, uh, Raw beat SmackDown to earn the premier pick in the draft, that being Seth Rollins knocking off Roman Reigns via disqualification after interference from 
Bray Wyatt, which made no sense now that they're on separate brands, because the following first five draft picks were Becky Lynch, the Raw Women's Champion on Raw, what a shock, Roman Reigns stays on SmackDown, the OC consisting of AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson, going to Monday Night Raw, the Fiend Bray Wyatt on Raw, or, no wait, oh, I'm sorry, that was I his wish. pre, that was his pre-draft, Bray, my bad. Uh, Bray Wyatt going to SmackDown, and Drew McIntyre remaining on Raw. So out of these five picks, Alexis, anything that stood out to you, and I know what you're going to say. A fiend. fiend. Fiend going to SmackDown. Why did he go to SmackDown? Why did, I don't know, why did he? Because he's going to get buried there. I'm so upset by that. Like, I don't understand when they have something so good, so incredibly good, that makes so much money, like... They've already made probably like 15 t-shirts for Bray Wyatt, but they don't realize that he, he's good enough to put on, like to push. That doesn't make any sense. Like they're only going to decide to make money off him where they want to make money off him. They want to make him look bad, but then make all the money on merch and stuff like that. And then talk about how good he is, but not make him look good. Like, fuck you. That's so frustrating. Like well- it's not fair. They're trying to make the brand split matter again, and we were told that after the draft, Raw and SmackDown would have their own distinct rosters, and they wouldn't do the wild card bullshit anymore. That would be over, done away with, thankfully. But we're seeing Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt, the Fiend again, in a Falls Count Anywhere match for the Universal Championship at Crown Jewel. So what's the point of that? I thought Wyatt would be traded back to Raw, that uh, and that obviously hasn't happened yet. Um. But we're getting an interpromotional match at the next pay-per-view for that championship that you know Bray Wyatt's not going to win because no. they're not going to put two top titles on the same show. No, I, I I don't understand. Like he's and when I said to you like the other day, like he's not a SmackDown person whatsoever. He doesn't fit on SmackDown. They don't have like to me. They don't have somebody that is like completely going to stand out on Raw. Like Raw to me does not seem exciting at all. I don't really want to watch it right now. Like SmackDown seems like the way better show because they have people that are more exciting. They have that wow factor being on Fox. They have like the whole, like just the whole new look for them. I like SmackDown more now. So they should have just kept it as is without the Fiend and then just kept the Fiend on Raw Mm -hmm. because they don't really have anything exciting anymore for Raw. Like it's just Raw shit right now. Anyways, it's worse now than it was a couple weeks ago. So I think they should have just kept The Fiend on Raw. I mean, it makes no sense to put him on SmackDown. Who's he going to feud with? Who? Not Brock Lesnar. No. He would lose in five minutes. They, but not only that, they already... First of all, Rey Mysterio's on Raw, which makes no fucking sense. So how is he going to do the whole Brock Lesnar, Kane Velasquez thing? No, he was just a fucking narrator to introduce Kane Velasquez, who apparently, even though he can't speak English, can't speak English on, on TV. And then, so... He's not going to get a shot anytime soon. Nope. Because of the whole Cain Velasquez bullshit. It it makes no sense. Yeah. It's weird that they're doing the match again if they have no intent of putting the title on Bray Wyatt. Why do the feud in the first place? I don't think anyone would have complained if they had Bray Wyatt just continue to steam throw through the roster without winning the championship in his first six months back. Exactly. I wouldn't wouldn't have been um, upset at all if they didn't even go near this thing for another few months. Like, I don't care. But the fact that they consistently need to protect this fucking man, Seth Rollins, is so just mind-boggling to me because they'll make everybody they want look bad except for him. I don't know why they need to make him look good all the time. Like, maybe it's because he makes himself look bad enough on social media. So he they need to protect him like a little fucking baby. Like, 
they literally baby the guy. It is so annoying. He thinks he even thinks he can have a fucking match match with Steve Austin. Like, get a life. Get a life. I I like him, but he's I don't like him anymore right now. Wow. Especially after this fiend bullshit. Yeah, exactly. That's so frustrating to me. Like, imagine how in the cell sucked. We didn't have a chance to talk about that last week, but it was terrible. Oh my god, it was so bad. I was so angry. I had to like, I had to like sit in silence in my room. Like, I was so mad about that. And I know I just said this, but they have Cain Velasquez. They have the Tyson Fury crap. They're pushing Braun Strowman for some odd reason, who's another person they like to protect like a little fucking baby, even though he sucks ass. I hate Braun Strowman. <laughs> they have Brock Lesnar. They have, um, who, they, they have so many other, they, they have, they have Bailey, the new. On SmackDown, you yeah, mean? Yeah, they have yeah. Bailey's new character. So why the fuck do we need to put the Fiend on SmackDown? Why? Why? What's going to make me want to watch Raw? All this new stuff is so exciting on SmackDown. They have enough new exciting things that it, as it is. They should have just... I think Raw has a pretty good roster. You're just upset that Bray Wyatt's on SmackDown, and I get it. But I do agree that he does not fit on the blue brand at all. No, but what I'm, say- what I'm saying is, like, they already had exciting new things on SmackDown. They didn't need to add The Fiend on there. Like, they could have just kept him on Raw because he's exciting as it is. And now, well, I'm not really sure what you could do with the guy on SmackDown. Like you said earlier, is really my question. That's my concern. I know. That's why I'm... I mean, who do you have him feed with? If he's not going to win the World Championship anytime soon, which if it was Kofi Kingston right now, that would make some sense. But it's Brock Lesnar who is likely not losing that championship until WrestleMania. And that's six months from now. Yeah. So unless you have Wyatt win the Royal Rumble... And you try to rehab him between now and in January. There should have been no reason to rehab him in the first place. The whole rehab process happened while he was out, becoming the fiend. After he was made to look like a fucking loser for so long, they brought him back. He rehabbed himself by coming up with this character that he that did is, himself. That, that, no one that else took did off. that. And now they've really gone back in any momentum he's had, any any damage that they did to the character that he erased by reinventing himself has already been redone. Because they booked him, not yeah, to lose to Seth Rollins, but the match was terrible, and it did him no favors. So. No, absolutely. Like, I was watching ups and downs um, on, I think, for Raw or whatever. I can't remember which one it was. And Simon said, uh, Simon Miller, what culture? He <laughs> he was talking about because he's so pissed about this thing too, like everybody else is. And like every time I think about it, I my blood starts boiling. I'm so angry about it. But he said, um, he's like clearly they picked, they picked who they like better, and it's obviously Seth Rollins for some reason. Like they shouldn't even have strong opinions on all these people. They should just push them all not equally, but push them all in a way that works. Like the Fiend, it's not like if it was his time if they think it's his time to give him a championship match he should have fucking won there's no other there's no other option like i don't know why they thought that putting a dq in a non disqualification hell in a self fucking match was okay cuz it's not wow i'm Strong so words. angry i know well <laughs> hopefully you won't be as angry after he loses to Seth Rollins again at Crown Jewel but we'll see we'll see we'll see how say. does that make any sense i'm just kidding um <laughs> I don't know what's worse, Bray Wyatt losing. I mean, obviously, I know what the better option would be, but it's kind of a lose-lose because you have Bray Wyatt lose in that match at Crown Jewel, and they can't mm-hmm. do another non-finish because they just did one to Hell in the Cell, and it was bullshit. They probably will. Probably will, which they've done before in Saudi Arabia. But 
either have him lose or win the Universal Championship in Saudi Arabia, but it's in Saudi Arabia and one of the controversially, um, you know, universally despised pay-per-views of the year after the, you know, atrocity that was Crown Jewel 2018. Do they even know who The Fiend is? I'm sorry, but, like, do they? Do they, they watch probably the... think he's The Undertaker's son or something like but that. But what I'm saying, like, do the people who live in Saudi Arabia, do they have, like, up the up-to-date show, or do they watch older versions? Yeah, of they it? watch the show, and they're pretty. it's a pretty rabid fan base from what I know. It's not the fans' fault. I'm not shitting on Saudi no, Arabia, that. the country. It's just a government I, that's bullshit. I just but... know, I really know nothing about it. I have no, no idea how, well, how I mean, up-to-date they are. When it comes time for Crown Jewel, look at their reactions to The Fiend. I honestly don't think they will give a shit about The Fiend in Saudi Arabia. I think he will come out to fucking crickets unless it's triple h or the undertaker or Shawn michaels or someone along those lines they won't care because what i'm saying is if they don't have like the up-to-date product and they don't really know who the fiend is that's probably wwe's way of if the fiend loses he's not gonna seth rollins isn't gonna get booed because they've seen seth rollins before they don't know who this guy is so they're not gonna boo they're gonna cheer seth rollins so I think maybe that's their way of when The Fiend loses, because I've just accepted that at this point, and I'm glad I'm not watching it. Um, actually, I might be able to see that match. We'll see. But what I'm saying is, like, when he loses, he's gonna get still going to get protected because they're not really going to know who The Fiend is, which is bullshit. Yeah. He's, he's going to lose. He's going to lose. He's going to lose. Which makes no sense, because if he... If he wins in an alternate reality, if he wins to Brock Lesnar, why the fuck didn't he win to Seth Rollins? That makes no sense. No sense. And if if they're teasing this whole Cain Velasquez thing, oh, I wonder who's going to win. If Seth Rollins can beat Brock Lesnar, are you fucking kidding me? Of course Cain Velasquez can beat him. He's already done it once. It makes no sense. Yeah. There are a lot of things they need to think about in the coming months when it comes to Rollins, Wyatt, Velasquez, and Lesnar for sure. Uh, second round of the WWE draft, starting off the second round, going to Raw was Randy Orton, going to SmackDown, Sasha Banks, remaining on Raw, Ricochet, going to SmackDown, Braun Strowman, and going to Raw, Bobby Lashley. You said Randy Orton going to SmackDown. Sorry, Randy Orton going to Raw, Sasha <laughs> yeah. Banks going to SmackDown. Yeah. Um, I like these picks. I like Orton going back to Raw. Mm-hmm. We have not seen him on Raw in a long time. He has not been on the Raw roster in like four years. I mean, since they brought back the brand split, he's always been on SmackDown. Before the brand split came back, he was out hurt for a while. So we had not seen him on the Raw roster on a, on a regular basis since like late 2015. So this is a nice refreshing pace. He's a good, you know, upper top heel, whatever. So they can have him feud with like him and Ricochet and Raw would be really cool. Him Orton and AJ Ricochet. Styles. You know, rekindling okay. that rivalry. I mean, they're both heels right now, but at some point that'd be cool. Yeah. So I like that move. Sasha Banks going to SmackDown, I kind of figured, was inevitable after she lost to Becky at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Which makes no sense. I, don't, I think she should have won. I would have kept Sasha on Raw, but she's another one who has not been on SmackDown yet at all, so I like the move, and now she could be with Bayley, so they could do something with that. They need a real top, like, face on SmackDown. They don't have anybody, um, you know. Oh, yeah. For the women. For the women. Because they have Charlotte and Becky on Raw, and then Sasha and Bayley on SmackDown. Yeah. So, I think that's a little weird. It was a little uneven. I would have moved Bailey and Becky, but they're the champions right now, so they can't be moved. Then yeah. Ronda Rousey's not around. But anyway, uh, Ricochet and Raw, fine move. Strowman to SmackDown again at a place where he's never been before, so that's okay too. And they're doing the whole Tyson Fury thing, so I can understand that. Bobby Lashley remaining on Raw unfortunately means that the Rusev bullshit will continue. So 
Any thoughts from the second round here? Um, I thought this was a better round just because I didn't even have to think about the fiend. Um, okay. I really good like, enough reasoning. I really like Randy Orton being moved. I called that. I really like it, just because it's a change. I don't remember him being on Raw. I've never seen him on Raw, so I've always thought of him as a SmackDown guy. But I thought it was his time to move. Um, Braun Strowman. I don't give a fuck about him. If he died right now, I wouldn't care. Cool guy, though. Jesus Christ. Nice guy. If I, if I met him, I'd be like, oh my God, so nice to meet yeah, you. Yeah, of course you would. <laughs> Pulling the old GSM. But his character, I do not care about at all. Um, Sasha Banks. I It's just, I don't, the whole Becky-Sasha feud, I never cared about. I just did not care about it. And the fact that she lost twice, like, doesn't make me care about her any more than, it, than I did before. Not to mention the whole WrestleMania crap that happened with her. Like, I just don't care about her anymore. I don't, but we'll see where that goes. SmackDown, though, I think, which one is stronger, SmackDown or Raw in terms of women? Isn't it SmackDown? No, I think Raw. I would say Raw. Was it? I We talked about one of them being stronger. SmackDown needs more women, I think. Oh, yeah, that's right, because they... They have Sasha and yeah. Bailey, but the well kind of runs dry after that. Um, so yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that as we go along here. Oh, yeah. Who yeah, they have. Will. Third round, then we have Alexa Bliss going to Raw, which she didn't because she got drafted. Um, we might as well just mention that here. Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss went to Raw, got drafted to SmackDown on Tuesday. No, first no, of traded, all, I'm sorry. First traded, of all, they drafted. got drafted as separate people, which makes no fucking the sense. The only tag team to be drafted separately. Because they're, they're the tag team champions. It was a waste champions. of a pick. Yeah. So it's like... Or they were, yeah. First of all, they're the tag team champions. They were, they've been established as a tag team for months. And they got drafted separately. But then you have um, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler, who are also an established tag team, but not really that established because they're like. And a they lost tag the tag team. titles too. And they got drafted together, and they're barely established. So that makes no sense that you would have the other two just get drafted two separate times, just because you didn't want to draft another guy. Why not draft Cesaro? Hmm, what an idea. Oh my god. I could, She's I all could, sorts of frustrated today. Yeah, I could be the fucking executive right now. Wrestle Rant Radio indeed. Yeah, exactly. So. Also in the second round, Lacey Evans going to SmackDown. Very happy with that pick. I am happy with that. I like that. Kevin Owens goes to Raw. Even though this guy's moved literally every single fucking shakeup, he is back on. He, like, he was on Raw last year. When we started watching together, he was on the Raw roster. I don't know if you remember that. But he quit for like a week, and he came back. He was feuding with Braun Strowman for a while. He was on the Raw roster, had a match with Seth Rollins. He got hurt by Bobby Lashley, was out for four or five months, came back on SmackDown. No real reason, explanation given at all, but he came back on SmackDown, now officially on Raw. After trying so hard to rid SmackDown of Shane McMahon, he's back on Raw. Makes no sense. I was not a fan of that pick. Uh, The Revival, also on SmackDown. Worst kept secret, they're the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. It only makes sense. <laughs> and then Natalia goes to Raw as well. Who and, gives a shit? And the, you know, and oh my God, the executives went nuts. They lost their... They fucking creamed their pants they, when, they, when they found out they, they got like Natalia. They threw their papers in the air. They were freaking <laughs> out. Like, yeah! Like, what, what are you going to freak out that she's going to be sitting on her ass for like five Doing months? nothing. Yeah, exactly. I know she beat Lacey Evans last week in the last woman standing match, but she has done nothing for the better part of the past two years. She <laughs> hasn't been only... tag team champion, Raw women's champion. She hasn't held the SmackDown women's title in two years. She is in a very worthless pick. I'm sorry. She's not. Uh, she she is. Cares? She's worthless. She's worthless. She could. She would be actually um, a good person if she had a tag 
team partner to go face like actually she is she on SmackDown? No, she's on Raw. Natalia's on Raw. Oh well, she could still face him for the tag titles. The tag champions we were told can still float between the two brands. Yeah, no, she would. I think she would be perfect for like feuding with that. Like we've seen her in the singles title picture now for so long. I could not give two shits. The yeah. Becky feud was abysmal because we knew she, she wasn't winning. Take a step down, do the tag title. Well, that's what Alexa Bliss did. Alexa Bliss was a she was Raw Women's Champion and SmackDown Women's Champion like multiple times, and people were like, "Okay, we're sick of her in the title picture." And then they did the tag team thing with Nikki Cross, and they've been entertaining together. So I yeah. like the move. I like the idea of putting her in a different environment. Maybe not exactly switching the shows, because that will make a lick of a difference for Natalia, because she's been around for so long, and she's been on both brands multiple times. Um, yeah, I, I would rather see her in the tag team division. Yeah, she could. They, she... they tease something with Lacey, but. Oh my God, tell Then me they're about on it. separate I just, shows. I was just going to say that. She's been feuding with Lacey Evans for like two months, only to have her. Turn Pick around her. and fucking make up and, and kiss on Monday. Okay, not literally, but figuratively. Oh my god, that was so And then so team funny. and then lose. It made no sense. Yeah, no, they lost too. It was one too. of the dumbest How? things they lost though. But no, I, te- no tension yeah. teased either. It wasn't like, oh, you know, you cost me the match. Like, fuck you, bitch. We're still rivals. Like, no, they, they lost. They were like making out afterwards and that was it. They moved on. <laughs> exactly. No, but I was dumb. She could do, <laughs> she could go into the tag title picture and then who's her partner? Nia Jax. Natalia Nia Jax? <laughs> Sounds like friends. a channel changer. <laughs> well, from Total Divas, good God. Uh, okay. It might be marginally better than Nia Jax and Tamina. Remember when we had that? That was terrible. Yeah, exactly. But what I'm saying is like awful. they both suck. They're both on top. So take them a step down and have them work together and just... Yeah, in the unemployment line. To close out the <laughs> fourth round of the draft, we had the Viking Raiders going to Raw, which would make sense as the now new Raw Tag Team Champions, which was a really good match on Raw this week, too. They had a really good match. Mm-hmm. New Tag Team Champions, happy with that. Lucha House Party, when the when the Fox executives heard this, they lost their minds. And, like, they were celebrating with joy. Like, it's okay. the fucking Lucha House Party. Like, I like them from 205 Live. They have done nothing on the main roster to make anyone care about them. They don't even want to be there, right? Kalisto doesn't want to be there. The Grammatelic doesn't want to be there either. Lan- uh, Lince Dorado does, as far as I know. The other two, absolutely not. So that made no sense. Uh, Nikki Cross temporarily went to Raw before being traded to SmackDown on Tuesday. I already talked about that. Heavy Machinery on SmackDown. I like that move. Uh, they were good on SmackDown. Glad to see them there. Street Profits from NXT officially joining the Raw roster. Now, I don't know if you noticed this, but we talked about this briefly after Raw on Monday. They were teasing, finally, getting an alter, you know, getting physical with the OC. And they were teasing a mystery partner against the OC. Mm-hmm. Part of me thought, okay, maybe they were setting that, that up for next week. I saw a tweet on Twitter, and maybe they were wrong, that it said they were doing that match on Raw this week, and it never happened. There was no mention of the match after it was teased backstage. The Street Profits and a mystery partner versus um, the OC. No mention of that after it didn't happen. The way they were talking about it, I thought it was going to happen on the next episode. I really didn't. That's what I thought too. But it said on Twitter that they were, it was like from the actual WWE Twitter account that it was happening on Raw this week. And they never said, they never advertised it for next week either. So I don't know what to think about that. Very what? random. So but I'm glad they're on give Raw. Up there. On it? I mean, they'll probably do it next week, but it was weird they would just give up on it that night. I thought that was very strange. I didn't think it was going to happen that night. I thought it was happening. Well, they advertised that it's happening that night, so. Oh. I don't know. It was very strange. Wait, what did they do as the show was ending? Didn't they do something? They did the fucking Kabuki Warriors versus Natalia and Lacey, I think, right? And then, in the final two minutes, 
they closed the show with Seth Rollins burning down the Firefly Funhouse, which made no sense. Which also makes no sense because there's a whole theory that it's in his head. So how the fuck did he get in something that doesn't exist? That doesn't make any sense. Bray he Wyatt looked like an asshole. He, yeah, he is an asshole. An asshole. I can't stand Breaking him right now. Breaking and entering. Arsony. Potential murder of Bray not, Wyatt. Not to mention, anybody that's listening to this, if you tell me anything other than the fact that Seth Rollins only knows how to speak in his fucking sayings and marketing conversations, like, you're wrong. Burns it down. All he says is, burn it down, burn it down, burn it down. Like... All he talks about is his catchphrase. Like, shut the fuck up. Stop trying to sell merchandise. Like, be a normal person. It is so annoying. And Braun Strowman does the same thing. Like, all he says, get these hands, get these hands, la, 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 get these hands. Gotta sell t-shirts. Shut the fuck up. Just fucking be a regular person. Then I'll actually like you. Then I'll maybe get a shirt. Like, stop trying to sell yourself and act like you're a fucking action figure in, in real life. Like, fuck off. Dumb. It is dumb. It's so stupid. You had to, you really had to set up this whole, oh, Seth Rollins is going to find the Firefly Funhouse. He's so powerful. Look at how big and strong he is. No, he's a fucking asshole. He burned down someone's house. Jesus. Do I really like the guy? No. They had Randy Orton do the same thing. And was Randy Orton good No, he was it? a good guy at that point. Okay, he became well, a good mind. guy by burning down his house. Okay, well, <laughs> never mind. But it... That's the company's fault. It makes him look like a dick because everybody loves Bray Wyatt right now, which apparently Vince McMahon is so far up Seth Rollins' asshole that he can't realize it. He, he can't see out of the, his asshole. Get out of there, Vince. Apparently not. Get out. What are you doing? I completely agree. Let him out. Matt, let him in and let him out. Jesus. That's a visual I don't want to say, so thanks for that. <laughs> Supplementary picks from night one that happened over the weekend with absolutely zero uh, explanation. Apollo Crews, which I completely forgot about, was slated to be eligible Monday, but ended up getting drafted on Sunday. This company has no idea what they're doing. Apollo Crews going to SmackDown. The B-Team going to SmackDown. Drew Gulak going to SmackDown. EC3 to Raw. Eric Young to Raw. Heath Slater to SmackDown. Sin Cara to Raw. Tamina to SmackDown. Any game-changing picks here, Alexis? <laughs> Maybe for the 24-7 championship. Um... Yeah, I mean, who would be going for that? Um, See, I, didn't, I wasn't even listening because I don't care about anybody. Over there. I like EC3, but they've already proven that they have no plans to push this Which guy, so who cares? It's unfair. Just I, put him back in NXT. I, what, I don't understand. Like, if you have a company and you want to hoard all these wrestlers, why in the fuck are you just going to go out of your way to embarrass them? Like, not only are you hoarding them on your show and you're not letting them leave... You are deliberately embarrassing them and making them look bad in front of millions of people, which is just so unprofessional. Like, why Why do you, would you do that? That is not... It's just not nice. It's fucked up. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to fucking kidnap them and force them to come to shows, and then they get on the show, they're all excited, and then they're made to look like an idiot? How is that fair? It's not fair. You have all the money. Like, why not put them on a, sh on a different show? Like... I don't know. Make us believe that EC3 is a cruiserweight, even though he's not. I know. Do something with the guy. Put but... him back in NXT. Yeah, that's what I would do. That's what he needs. I like Apollo Crews. They've already proven they have, they have no intentions of pushing him, so I'm not really excited for that pick. Drew Gulak going to SmackDown is interesting, but I have very little faith they will actually do something with him. And the rest of the cruiserweights that got drafted. He should have He should have gone to NXT and stayed in like the whole cruiserweight. Yeah, that's what I thought after he... losing the cruiserweight championship. Yeah, recently. he lost the championship, and then we have... It, it's like the whole Kofi Kingston treatment. Oh, I lost the championship. Yay, I'm on SmackDown. Like, 
Oh, okay. Kofi Kingston was way worse. The guy got oh, embarrassed yeah. in 10 seconds, then it was fucking chucking and jiving and throwing up pancakes the oh, following yeah, it was, Friday. No, that was way worse, but it's vaguely Yeah, and I, I understand situation. what you're saying. Yeah, it, 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 the principle of not caring about losing your championship. I, I know what you're exactly. saying. Exactly. Raw, we had night two of the WWE draft. The first round went Seth Rollins, the Universal Champion of Raw, obviously. Brock Lesnar to SmackDown as the WWE Champion. Um, Charlotte Flair going to Monday Night Raw. Bit of a shocking pick. You picked that. I didn't think that would happen, but Charlotte Flair went to Raw. And then everyone else that went with her due to relationships that we'll get to. Uh, including Andrade. Andrade had to move with Charlotte because, you know, they're in a relationship. They're not going to break them up. Andrade, Zelina Vega going to Raw. The New Day remaining on SmackDown, that being Big E, Kofi, and Xavier Woods. Some notable picks here, nothing too out of the ordinary. I thought Charlotte would stay on SmackDown, either resume the feud with Bailey or rekindle her rivalry with uh, Sasha Banks. So I was surprised that she went to Raw. Does this mean that we're going to get Charlotte and Becky for the upteenth time now? Like, I would hope not. We already got it on Raw this week. So hopefully that's not their big grand plan of, of, of going back to that feud so soon because I have no desire to see that again anytime soon. It, they have great chemistry, but we've literally seen it for the entire time that you've been watching Raw with me for the past year now. Yeah, we Since have. it started yep. at SummerSlam last year. So If it was Ronda Rousey, I wouldn't care, but because it's like this whole Charlotte and... Like, I think... Um, well, Becky and Ronda barely feuded. We never ended up getting that one-on-one match. That's what I'm saying. She like, left. she... Becky's having this whole thing on Twitter where she's talking about, oh, if I was in WrestleMania, like in the main event of WrestleMania 36, like what would you guys want to see? Everybody said Becky and Ronda, no one else, just Becky and Ronda. That's the only match that makes sense though. Yes, it is. It's not Becky's fault. It's not the fact that I don't want to see her main event, but she has to have, and it it takes two to tango in the main event of WrestleMania. You can't have one person. It's all about the matches, not just one person. Like Mm -hmm. if, I don't even know who, I don't who. Like, Bray Wyatt, for example. Would I want to see him in the main event of WrestleMania for the first time ever? Of course. Because like, the guy's the hottest act they have right now in the entire company. They're, mm. they're, they're slipping on that, but he still is. That by a wide margin, I would argue, from the male side. But what match makes sense to do in the main event of WrestleMania with Bray Wyatt? Right now, not much, unless they go to Brock and Bray and they make me believe in that for some. you know, Which I think would be a good match. But they would have to really build up Bray and really toned down Brock, who's already back to being invincible after beating Kofi in 10 seconds a few weeks ago on SmackDown. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, but that's what I'm saying here with Becky. Unless it's the four horsewomen in the main event of Mania, all four of them together as versus a four-way. The, ver- no, versus each other. Oh. I think that'd be cool. I think that could be well done. I think that could work. I don't think that's going to happen, though. It could. I don't know how they would get to that point, but they could do it. Versus the. cool. Versus the four horsewomen of the UFC. I don't know if that's mean of that material that just because... That sounds like too much of a... Like, they need to have it No, that's focused. like eight women. That's ridiculous. Yeah, what I'm saying, they need to hone it in on just, at the very most, four people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could see that as like a Survivor Series match or even at WrestleMania, like below the main event but eight yeah, exactly. women in the main event is just no, way too no, much no that's too much that's, that's, way that's too just much. That, that's the first thing that popped in my head when yeah. you said that yeah no but it is a that is a good idea and when Ronda comes back maybe we will see that because Sheen is still associating herself with uh, the other two Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir so it's just a maybe shame. at some point they, the other two are just not good though so that's why yeah. I would not want to see them in the main event yeah no they don't yeah. deserve that they're not that good yet it, it's just a shame that like just because Ronda is not here right now that they're treating the women kind of like an afterthought They've gotten better lately, but after yeah. Mania, there was a big drop-off. Absolutely. Like, they were barely on TV. The women's storylines weren't really of, getting much attention. That's because of Sasha Banks, Nia Jax, which I know doesn't really matter, but she's another woman that was gone. 
Um, Ronda Rousey. Well, for, first and foremost, yeah. Well, yeah, I know, but I'm just... But I know what you're saying. They had yeah. Sasha left. They had a lot of women go out her. Ember Moon's hurt right now. Ruby Riot's still gone. Not that they would make a big difference, but, you know, it helps to have more women around. I mean, it's gotten better lately, but again, Liv they need Morgan. to focus on... Liv Morgan being another one. They need to focus on more women outside of the four horsewomen, who are great, but they yeah. need more variety outside of Bailey, Banks, Becky, and Charlotte. They do. They need to... They need to appreciate the other women they have and then make them look better too. That's the problem with this fucking company is that they only make like five people look good and then they'll Yeah, they put their, all their eggs in one basket and when those people get hurt or go away like Ronda Rousey, they put all their eggs in the, in the Ronda Rousey basket so when she leaves, they're left with nothing and no one cares about whoever's left because Ronda Rousey beat the shit out of everybody without beating, building everyone else up. You know, yeah. some other people. They built up Becky, which was good, but you can't have a division revolve around one woman. You need at least a couple different people. Exactly. And what's going to happen when Becky becomes overrated to everybody else? Because that will happen at one point. It's not, it she's not slowly gonna... started to happen since Romania. She's not as hot as she was back in April, but... Yeah. Exactly. What are they going to do when that happens? They need more women outside of the four horsewomen. They need to start building up... The, the not original four horsewomen, just so we're clear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't even know who else. I mean, Ember Moon would be a nice choice, but she's out hurt right now. Honestly, like Liv Morgan, she's not great in the ring. So I don't know. We'll, we'll figure that out when it comes to it. But Kabuki Warriors, uh, starting off with the next pick here in the, in the WWE draft, going to Raw as the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Asuka and Becky would be an amazing feud. Kyrie and Becky would also be very intriguing. So at some point, when they drop those pointless championships, they can go after those titles. Yeah, because Asuka pinned Becky at the Royal Rumble. Made her right? tap out of the Rumble, and they and never went back to it. Kyrie pinned Becky, too, yeah. recently. So hopefully they get rid of the fucking tag titles soon, which make... No one cares about those championships. No. So get rid of those titles, have them drop the titles, and, um, yeah, you know, feud with Becky. I think that's the only feud right now that makes sense, because... They didn't tease what Becky's next feud was on Raw, aside from maybe Charlotte, which, God, no, not right now, no thanks. Unless they call up Shayna anytime soon, which I don't think they will. She's still the current NXT Women's Champion. Um, and they can't just call up Shayna by having her vacate the title. They've built, they've spent so much time building her up. And Asuka was a little different because she had never been beaten before. Shayna's been beaten before, um, just not as the champion during her second reign. She's so untouchable right now that it would piss everybody off if she just vacated it and she never lost it. Like, we all need to see her lose it. Yeah, we need to yeah see who's she's a heel, her. exactly. So yeah. it needs to be a satisfying moment when she eventually loses, and it's going to benefit whoever's in that division when she loses it. Like, when Asuka lost, she vacated the championship in NXT, so she was never beaten for it. But as a result, the remaining women in that division never really benefited from beating Asuka because no one beat Asuka. You know what I mean? So they, I think they need to do that this time around with Sheena, whether it be Tegan Knox or, you know, Io Shirai or whoever else, Rhea Ripley, would benefit Dakota big time Kai. from beating Sheena or Dakota Kai, who lost last week, but it's still possible. Well, that's also a very good idea. Wasn't she the one that got injured by her, though? Yeah, but I'm thinking, yeah, I thought that she would be the one to beat Sheena, too, but then she lost to Bianca Belair in like five minutes last week, so, which I thought was really weird. I don't know why. She just came back, and she's already losing. I mean, isn't she like an underdog, though? Yeah, but I don't know. They didn't really set it up in a way where she would be the one going after the championship. If anything, they teased Tegan Knox in that role this week. I know. I thought that was weird. So, I thought I, I thought it was weird they had her lose and then go back to it this week by by teasing something with you know her and Shayna. But I agree with what you said on a side note by setting up the three of the four horsewomen of the UFC, Shayna, Jessica, uh, yeah, Jessamine, I think her name is, and Marina versus 
um, Tegan, Dakota, and Candace. I like that idea. A lot. I know. I think that would make that's so inevitable. Much sense. And it, it, Shayna just beat Candace too on NXT a few weeks ago. Because all we th- haven't seen her since. Yeah, all three of them to me, Tegan, Dakota, and Candace, they all seem very similar. Yeah, not, they have very not good only friends. the fact that I'm getting Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai mixed up because they're both injured they're and they were very both much alike returning and they're both friends and I I just get them mixed up now mm-hmm. and they look similar kind of they do I think they're both Welsh I think I know I know Tegan is Welsh I don't know about Dakota she might be from New Zealand but anyway uh, also in the WWE draft moving along here Daniel Bryan of SmackDown like that pick a lot keep him on SmackDown. Rusev on Raw remains, uh, means that the Lashley Lana bullshit continues. Yay. Bailey, SmackDown mm. Women's Champion, still on SmackDown, obviously. And Aleister Black going to Raw. So I thought that was a good pick. Makes sense. Here is uh, husband, Zelina Vega. His girl. Uh, oh, God. Uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Aleister. I always mix that shit up without thinking. I just say shit. His wife, Zelina's on Raw. Um, so it made sense, but I hear that Alistair Black is a big Paul Heyman guy. Paul Heyman is very high on Black, so here's hoping he gets more TV time on Raw than he ever did on SmackDown, because they just did nothing with him for six months. No, they didn't care about him at all. Begging for a fight, wants to pick a fight with Alistair, knocking on my door. With the me. Stupid. Ugh, so dumb. Dumb. And he won a couple matches, but then they, he was off TV for like a month. Well, they did protect him by making him look good. and making Yeah, him he never lost, but again, everybody, but he needs to be more consistent with the TV time now. It's not fair, though, that him and Ricochet were in the same... They were a tag team. They were like basically doing the same stuff, getting pushed equally, and then they both went in different directions. Ricochet is like high on life right now, and Alistair's like barely getting... Anything. Yeah, he's winning, but he needs more TV time. So hopefully that changes now that he's on Raw. Uh, Bailey, Brian on SmackDown, I like a lot. Rusev, who cares? Kabuki Warriors, we already talked about. Uh, next round, going to Raw, Cedric Alexander. Like that move a lot. I thought he would go to SmackDown just because he lost to AJ multiple times, but it won't kill him if he's on Raw. I think Paul Heyman, again, is a big Cedric Alexander guy, so it makes sense that he would remain on Raw. Nakamura with Sami Zayn and the Intercontinental Championship going to SmackDown, so... Nakamura remains on SmackDown. Sami Zayn, who was a Raw guy, goes to uh, SmackDown as well. Humberto Carrillo, very interesting pick. He was eligible Friday, didn't get drafted. Um, in the free agency, wasn't drafted either, but he was drafted on Monday, which was weird. Not sure why he would go in like the third round. Uh, I like Carrillo, but it's kind of random. Why would you pick him over fucking Samoa Joe or The Miz or Baron Corbin or Rey Mysterio Cesaro. I'm still or Cesaro? For that. Makes no sense. He'll probably be on main event losing anyway. Um, Ali goes to SmackDown, and Eric Rowan goes to Raw. Any of those, you know, interest you? Eric Rowan. Like, why? He's on his own, but... He's not going to do anything. That's, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, great. He's he's done for. He's dead. Well, like, they've tried to build him up recently. Not only but that, but Luke Harper. He's like, on his own again on SmackDown. He's not going to show up. He's not going on TV. Not at all. Well, unless I mean, if they, they want him to, they, he will. Unless but. they tease a fiend Luke Harper thing. Yeah, they won't do shit with that. No, they won't. They don't no. care about that. Um, they should have kept Rowan on Smack. They could have done the Wyatt family in the same show again because they all would have been on the same brand. I know. I don't know why they moved him. Probably yeah. just they were like, oh, whatever. Let's just... Yeah, just for the sake of switching it up. But I, I don't see what he could do on, on Raw, to be honest with you. Uh, going to SmackDown in the... Wait. Yeah, wait. Fourth round here. We had going to Raw, Buddy Murphy. Interesting pick. Another Paul Heyman guy, so that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode, Robert Roode get drafted together to SmackDown, so they remain together no, despite no longer being the Raw Tag Team Champions. Going to Raw, Jinder Mahal, who gives a fuck. <laughs> going to SmackDown, Carmella, 
<laughs> and going to Raw, the 24-7, uh, 24/7 champion, R-Truth. You were so professional in every Fuck other... gender. <laughs> anyway, why would he get drafted ahead of Samoa Joe, The Miz, Baron Corbin, and Rey Mysterio? The Baron Corbin, though. The guy's hurt! He's the king of the ring! It makes him look like shit if he gets drafted below gender fucking Mahal. You know what I think? Former I... WWE champion, my ass. I... I think they switched those two rounds up, and I think this round was supposed to be below the following round. It had to have been, because this was a fucking joke. Yeah, everybody in this name is all below the previous, the the yeah. other pick. So I seriously believe that they accidentally switched up those two rounds. Probably. There's no way. Or they did it on purpose, because the lineups got spoiled on the website on Friday. So maybe they did that. Yeah, that so way. maybe, what else, like, they totally switched them up. Yeah, they must have they done had it on to purpose. They had to that's There's a fucking no, joke. But it's not fair that he gets... This is the whole theme of the thing. Like, why do stupid-ass, dumb picks get their own separate attention when they were, first of all, never getting their own attention by being on TV at all? They, they've done nothing. And then people who deserve the attention, like Smojo or... Um, again, I'll go back to my boy Cesaro. They get treated like an afterthought. When they're... Like, Cesaro against Jinder Mahal, he would fucking annihilate him. Why does he not get his own pick? I don't understand. Everybody Makes no loves sense, him. Yeah. It's like Drew McIntyre. Everybody loves Drew McIntyre, but they don't give a sh- They're going to treat him as like a henchman. Like they don't care. I don't understand. Like why not give the people who are funding your company what we want for so- at least some of the time? Because it seems like they barely do that. Like people mm-hmm. aren't high on Seth Rollins that much anymore. And they're still pushing him like they fucking gave birth to the kid. Like, leave him alone. Wow. I don't care. I'll take. That's Not really. That's actually a pretty, pretty popular opinion right now. But I agree. Um what? That that Rollins has been soured on by a lot of the fans. Yeah, exactly. He, I agree. He, he needs to, like, <clears throat> he needs to be a bad guy. He will be. Drew McIntyre. I think he will be soon Come enough. in, annihilate the guy, and win. They can't have the Roman Reigns treatment. Give him the Roman Reigns treatment where he's being hated by everybody and then keep him... A fan favorite. That doesn't make any sense. I know. I feel like they thought, oh, it's only just with Roman Reigns. We can do it with Seth, though. No, you can't. No, it doesn't work with anybody. Whoever you do that with, if you do that with The Fiend, they're going to hate The Fiend eventually. Yeah, exactly. It Stop drilling people in our heads like, oh, you like this person. You like this person. Look, we like this person, too. We're going to push him so far. Like, <laughs> no. Give everybody their time. Like, Seth Rollins' time is over. His time is up. His WrestleMania moment, though, was one of the best things I've ever seen. It was like the best moment I've ever seen in a live show. Yeah, they fucked it up. Yeah, they fucked it up by constantly having him on and just ruining him and the whole social media crap that he did to himself. Um, so they just need to... His time is up. Yeah, turn him heel. That's what I would do. Yeah. I, would, I would keep him a, a main event player. I think Seth Rollins is great. They oh, just yeah. need to turn him heel. That's all. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the 24-7 champion, I think, can only... I think the title can only remain on Raw, can only be defended on Raw. I think I don't think it could go between brands like, um, like the women's tag team titles game. Yeah, because it's not like, excuse me, it's not like a formal thing where they have yeah. formal. They've only done that like once, where they have a formal match. Yeah, once, like or, once or yeah, twice. Exactly. So I don't so know. So I think it's just staying on the show he's on. I think it's staying on the show that he's on, and, um. Yeah, it was a USA Network idea to be, to begin with. They came up with the idea to do the championship. Remember the whole third hour thing? It can only be defended in the third hour. Oh, yeah, that makes sense that which he went away quickly. Raw. Yeah, why it would we, make sense. Why didn't we think of that? And then Carmella is with Corey Graves, and he's on SmackDown, so that's why they were split up. For okay, anyone that, wondering. We didn't even think about that. No, I, I, yeah, I read that after the fact. I'm that like, makes oh, that, that makes sense. sense. I don't really care. I mean, they've already done Carmella turning on our truth and our truth taking the title back from her, so it would make sense. Yeah. It's not really that big of a deal that they were split up. 
Fifth round, Samoa Joe going to Raw. Did Miz. You sing? Did no. You sing fifth round, you're like fifth round. No, Samoa Joe <laughs> going to Raw. The Miz on SmackDown. Akira Tozawa on Raw. I love, I love the guy, but like, they're gonna have him lose. Yeah. Me lose. So I have him get picked at Cesaro anyway. King Corbin <laughs> going to SmackDown Yay. and Shelton Benjamin on Raw against. I like Shelton, but they're gonna have him lose. Um, Joe on Raw, hopefully they could do something with him now. I like him on SmackDown, but at least The Miz is going back to SmackDown, and I Corbin love, as well. I love The Miz. I love Baron Corbin on SmackDown. Those are, I called Baron Corbin going to SmackDown. That's an amazing pick. I'm so excited. Like, I'm glad he's on SmackDown. I'm so glad he's on SmackDown. Like, he's, he's been very overexposed on Raw now yeah. for the past year, so I think a, a change of scenery will help him out a lot. And him being on, like, this new sports like Fox vibe I think is really going to help really going to make him look like a threat and more um professional hopefully yeah I'm really excited for that same with The Miz like the Smackdown is his show you know it is weird though like yeah he he didn't debut on Smackdown but during the initial draft he got drafted to Smackdown years ago weren't we talking about the fact that his show's still on USA Miz yeah yeah. So how was... I don't know. <laughs> Miz and Mrs. Airs on USA. It's coming back for a second season, I think, in January. I thought USA would want him. Maybe they'll trade him back at some point. I hope they don't. They probably didn't even think about that. But Miz is a lot better on SmackDown. He The closest he came to becoming WWE Champion again in this company was on SmackDown. And the before the Shane feud, which went fucking down the shitter... He was really popular as a face over yeah. on SmackDown, so I, I love hopefully the guy he gets renewed push. Yeah, Great uh, renewed push. Yeah, I'm 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 hopeful for Miz and Corbin on SmackDown, and then to close it out, have no idea why he's in the last round. But Rey Mysterio going to Raw, not a fan of that. Thought he would go back to SmackDown. Whatever, that makes no sense. Shorty Gable, which is what they're calling him now. We're calling him Chad Gable. We're not doing that. Eligible on Friday, <laughs> moved on Monday. No idea why. Gable going back to SmackDown. Good pick. Titus. Fucking O'Neal. <laughs> Who cares? The guy's never on the show. Like, at least Tazawa and Kurio, like, they're on 205 Live. They've been active. I cannot remember the last time I saw a Titus O'Neal match on WWE TV. He was the inaugural 24-7 champion for, like, two seconds before Robert Roode beat him. That's it. That's the last time I remember him seeing wrestle on Raw. Why the fuck was he active over Matt Hardy? Or eligible? Matt Hardy wasn't eligible. No. He's on the road with them. Titus O'Neil doesn't do shit. He's a great ambassador for the company. Seems like a great father. That's awesome. As an on-air character, does not do shit. Why the fuck was he eligible? That's not fair. Makes no sense. He'll be on main event for the rest of his days. Elias goes to SmackDown, which is where he got drafted to in, in April. I like him better on Raw, but he just moved to SmackDown a couple months ago, so I would keep him there for a little while. Yeah. And then Liv Morgan closing out the draft, going to Raw. Hopefully they do something with the real Liv Morgan now that she's on Raw. Hopefully. I'm excited about that. I I, I think they might just reunite the, the Riot Squad, but it's fine. I had a feeling they were going to end the show with a really interesting pick. So they've been there's been a little bit of talk about her in general. So I'm yeah. interested to see. I mean, if they reunite the Riot Squad, it, I think it's a win-win. Because if they do do that, then they'll have another tag team for the women's tag team titles. Yeah. And then, if not, then we can see where this Liv Morgan shit goes. Yeah, hopefully. We shall see. So hopefully they either go for the tag titles or they just reunite her with the uh, with the Riot Squad, we shall say. Um, or no, I'm sorry, go for the Raw Women's Championship as the real Liv Morgan, which is also a possibility. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, be, I wouldn't mind that at all. And then to close this thing out real quick, the free agents that were drafted as, supplement, as supplemental picks on Wednesday's WWE The Bump on YouTube. Cesaro going to SmackDown. 
I was really hopeful they would have moved him to NXT because they didn't draft him at all for like fucking a week. He need not only NXT, he absolutely like when he was on NXT or NXT UK, UK. I'm sorry, NXT UK. When he was on NXT UK a couple months ago, like I actually cared about the show. Like usually, I'm like, uh, I don't really care. It's not that big of a deal to me. Like nothing really seems that serious. But when I was watching it when he was on it, I'm like, okay, this is this is cool. Like he made the show so much better just by him being on there. Mm-hmm. And he made everybody so excited by seeing him there. Like he would have really benefited not only the show, but himself by being on there. Cause he would have made himself look like a threat too. Yeah, definitely. hundred percent. Bad choice to just throw him on a fucking random like smack. He's not going to do anything. No, he won't do shit. Down. If he hasn't been drafted up to this point, I am very unoptimistic. If that's even a word that they will do Pessimistic? shit with him. Pessimistic, I guess is the right word. They will do shit with him on SmackDown. They're not going to so. do anything with him. They might just reunite him with Sheamus when he's ready to go again, which would be nice. We, we don't know where Sheamus is that going. That would be but amazing. That we'll would. See. But I, who knows how Sheamus is doing. Yeah. I think he's ready to return, which is why I'm surprised he didn't come back in the draft. But anyway. Maybe they're planning something. Maybe. Maybe something big, hopefully. Do you, what, what show do you think he would go on? Probably SmackDown. I would keep him on SmackDown, personally. If This is what I'm saying. Like... They have all these new and exciting things happening on SmackDown. Raw's fucked. No, Raw's a pretty good roster, I think. I I just don't think there's nothing like I'm like, wow, Raw's like, holy shit. Got to give it like, time. We'll see what, what what they can develop coming out of Crown Jewel, which is going to be a bit of a speed bump because before we can really get excited about anything, they have this awful, unnecessary pay per view on Halloween with Crown Jewel that, that we have to waste our time with. What day was Crown Jewel last year? November third or something like that. November second. It was a Friday. Okay. This year it's on a Thursday because. SmackDown's on a Friday and they can't do that. So, yeah. Of it's, course they can't. It's a fucking mess. Um, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder go to Raw. They were former Raw Tag Team Champions. Don't really see them doing much else on Raw, but they'll just be a team for other teams to beat. Mm. Dana Brooke going to SmackDown. Not a game changer. Drake Maverick going to SmackDown away from the 24-7 title, so I'm surprised about that. Fire and Desire, Mandy Rose and Sonya staying on SmackDown. Fine pick. At least that adds their women's division. The Iconics go to Raw. Won't make a lick of a difference. <laughs> Luke Harper stays on SmackDown. I like the guy, but a lot like Cesaro. If they didn't draft him before, he won't do shit on SmackDown. They'll probably just not do anything. They'll go back to not having him on TV like he was before and the Rowan stuff. And he's going to sit and get older and wait until he can go to AEW. Pretty much. Mojo Raleigh stays on Raw. Won't make a difference. No Way Jose on Raw. Won't make a difference on main event. And then Sarah Logan remains on Raw, which makes sense because her husband is on Raw as well with the Viking Raiders, so... And that's everybody. That is everybody. They did the Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross trade to SmackDown on Tuesday. Makes absolutely no sense. And there's still a bunch of, you know, uh, non-eligible people for the draft that I have no idea where they're going, what's going on with them. Aiden English um, wasn't drafted, but he's a commentator now, so that makes sense. Leo Rush, I would assume, is going to NXT. Um, I'm not sure if he has been... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. It says here that his, his profile was moved to... NXT on the website. Okay, that makes sense. Aiden English was moved to 205 Live, too. That makes sense as a commentator. So They probably heard, saw your tweet. I'm sure they did. <laughs> Leo Ross going to NXT. Um, other people that weren't um, drafted include the Ascension. Haven't seen them since we saw them over WrestleMania weekend many months ago. Who cares? Don't give two fucks about them. AOP, the only eligible draft picks that weren't drafted, but I think that might be incorporated into a storyline. The Colognes, haven't seen them on TV in oh, they were fucking forever. No, no, these people no, weren't AOP. eligible. Yeah, they were, but they weren't drafted. I didn't even know that. Yeah, just they've been pushing them on these vignettes for weeks, and they do nothing with them. So I know, it's stupid. Stupid. So hopefully that's a storyline. 
Ember Moon wasn't drafted because of being injured. Jeff Hardy, not injured. Are he injured, but not eligible. Um, I assume they'll stay on SmackDown, him and Matt, who wasn't eligible either, despite being healthy right now. Stupid. Maurice wasn't drafted, but, you know, she was the manager of The Miz, so if she does come back, she'll be with The Miz on SmackDown. Maria and Mike, you know, Mike asked for his release, so I would assume that they'll get, you know, Idiot. released or whatever. It, it makes no sense. I don't think they will. They're not going to release him. No, I don't think they'll release him, but if anything, they'll just stay either on Raw or the Cruiserweight division, whatever. Um, Lana... Wasn't drafted in either of the pools, which is weird, but would obviously remain on Raw, likely. Lars Sullivan, I like him on SmackDown, should stay on SmackDown. Um, Mickey James, I would assume, stays on SmackDown when she comes back. Naomi and the Usos, who have not been seen in a while, I would assume remain on Raw. Nia Jax, doesn't really matter where she goes. I would remain. I would assume that she remains on Raw, if not go to SmackDown. Paige, um, I think she's on WWE backstage now, so I wouldn't even draft her. Um, uh, Ronda Rousey, if she comes back, I would put her on uh, SmackDown, personally. I think yeah. she'd be good on SmackDown. As a face, feeding with either Sasha or Bailey or both. Um, Sheamus, I would put him on SmackDown. Ruby Riot, I could go for either one of the brands. It doesn't really matter. And finally, Alicia Fox was not drafted, but I did hear last night her profile was moved to the alumni section on the website. So she may have been released after like 11 years with the company which is a long time coming. I'm shocked she lasted this long. I forgot wow. to tell you that. Yeah, I saw that late last night, so she may indeed be done with WWE. Mm. Um, after all the We can do it without her. Yeah, I don't think anyone really cares about that one. Oh she my. has done nothing for a long time, and she's gotten a lot of trouble this year. She was like seen publicly intoxicated over SummerSlam weekend. They probably fired um, her. Yeah, well, probably. That girl, or, or her contract expired. That guy, Arn Anderson, she walked out to a match drunk earlier this year, and like either he okayed it or whatever, so that's why he was released, but she wasn't, which makes no sense. But anyway, uh, she might be gone. But that's it for the WWE draft. Uh, who do you think, before we close out, got the better of the two brands? Uh, off the top of your head, you'd Smackdown. probably say SmackDown, yeah. Absolutely. I think it's even, but um, SmackDown I'm excited for being on Fox, so I assume they will put more of their effort and emphasis on the blue brand, so we will see going forward. Um, but yeah, I think it came out pretty well. There was a lot of weird things with Cesaro not being drafted and, you know, some people being drafted ahead of others makes no sense, but we'll see what the aftermath is and if they really intend on taking this thing seriously for once and not going back to intermingling the rosters and bringing back the wildcard rule and all that other bullshit. Real quick question between NXT, AEW, Dynamite last night, which in your opinion was the better show if they weren't equal? I don't know. I like, kind of equal? Yeah, I liked them both equally last night. I would say they were equal if it, one wasn't better than the other. If if you had to say one was better than the other, I would say AEW. I thought NXT had a really good show. The main event was great between Priest and Pete Dunne. They had a really good match in the opener. Oh, no, that was Chomp and Garza. There was another really good match on Wednesday, too. I forgot what it was. But, um, you know, they had some good stuff on Wednesday. And then with NXT and then Dynamite had a... Uh, what was the main event for uh, Jericho and Darby Allen? Really good match. Yeah. The tag team match was really good with Paige and Omega versus Pack and Moxley. Pack and Moxley facing off next week, and also next week we're getting Lucha Bros versus Private Party, which is going to be fucking amazing in mm-hmm. the semifinals of the AEW World Tag Team Title Tournament. But that does it for WrestleRant Radio here today for October seventeenth, twenty nineteen. Alexis, for the second consecutive week, thank you for joining me here on the show. Okay. Thanks for having me. Of course. Worked out perfectly time-wise. Weren't really planning on it, but if it works out well next week, maybe we'll have you back for a third consecutive I, week. Hey, I asked to be on today. I of course. To Got it. Needed to get your two cents and all the frustration and your rants here on WrestleRant Radio as far as The Fiend going to SmackDown, because I knew you would have a lot to say about that shit. I, yeah, I, 
But just call me Angry Italian because I get really mad over That's going to be your new nickname here on the yeah. show. Angry Alexis, Angry Italian Alexis is going to be Alexis's uh, new nickname here on WrestleRant Radio. Like Xavier Woods does nicknames on his Up, Up, Down, Down show. Yeah. That'll be your nickname here on uh, WrestleRant Radio. But nonetheless, um, where can the people find you on social media? I know you said you posted your new Joker female picture on, uh, on Wednesday night. Yeah, on I Twitter did. or Instagram. On Instagram at okay. Alexis DeJackmo. I'll have to put okay. it on Twitter too, Alexis DeJackmo. Okay. Find her on the Instagram machine. Find her on the Twitter machine. As far as me, you can find me on the Twitter machine at WrestleRant on Twitter, uh, rather Facebook at Facebook.com, um, at Facebook.com backslash Graham.Jason.Matthews, Twitter at WrestleRant, um, and on Instagram as well, at Instagram Armina. She just grabbed her phone and is likely putting the picture up on Twitter as we speak. How did you know that? And I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just a fucking genius. And you can listen to new episodes of WrestleRant Radio every single Thursday, not only on NextAirWrestling.net, but also on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn Radio. We're all over the place, baby, so subscribe to the show today for over six years' worth of episodes of WrestleRant Radio, having debuted over six years ago on October 8th, 2013. On that note, guys, we'll be back next week. I'll probably be giving my quick rundown of the Impact Bound for Glory pay-per-view, which is going down this Sunday. Won't be able to watch it live, um, but we'll watch it after the fact. And then I think that's it, the 24th. Yeah, maybe we'll do Crown Jewel predictions because the following week, Halloween isn't two weeks from today, I will have a new WrestleRant Radio special Halloween episode. That'll go up the day of Crown Jewel, so I'll likely do my last-minute predictions on the 24th next Thursday. Until then, guys, have a great rest of your week. For Alexis, I'm Graham Giusa Matthews. We'll catch your ass down the road. Now,